Welcome to Living For Him podcast, where in every episode, you are invited to experience the joy of a life in Christ. I'm your host, CJ Cousins, and in today's episode, it is my prayer that the primary emphasis and goal of the following message is that you hear and respond to the good news about Jesus Christ and his kingdom. So whoever you are and wherever you are, thank you for joining us. I invite you to listen with an open heart, subscribe for future episodes, and stay tuned for some next steps after this message. Enjoy. Amen. If you have your Bibles with me, you want to go to Hebrews, Hebrews chapter, Hebrews chapter 10, Hebrews chapter 10, and we're going to be in verse 23 to 25, 23 to 25. Now, there are just some days that the realization hits you that you have had just a little bit too much water to drink before you left to go to your destination. And if you're anything like me, you underestimated the amount of water that you drank based on the amount of time it's going to take you to get to where you're going. And you may have done something like me. You say, ah, I mean, I got enough time, and even if something kind of starts to brew, I know that I've I've got enough time and I can just wait until I get to my destination to release that which is within. Are you with me? Am I the only one that can resonate with this experience? And so now as you're going, driving to your destination, naively thinking that you're good, you have enough time, as you're going, all of a sudden the realization begins to hit you that, uh uh-oh, I think I may have to go. But it's not that bad. You know, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not like ready to be released. And I've got some time, and so, uh, the, you know, by the time I get home, I'll be fine. Wherever you're going. But maybe, if you're like me, it's, it's likely been at home, being that you're going home, right? But then something happens. Something, something unthinkable happens. All of a sudden, it starts to rain. Or maybe you remember that, oh, I left the faucet on at home. And now your mind can only think about one thing. Am I right? Oh, maybe it's just me this morning that's been here. And then the next thing that makes things even worse is that you begin to see on the horizon your death. See, someone's dying laughing over here. You, you begin to see your destination, whether it's your home, your apartment, the building you're going to. You see it coming on the horizon. And as you begin to approach your destination, you start to do some things. Involuntarily, it would seem, you start to kind of maybe tap your foot. Yeah? Maybe you start rocking back and forth. Rocking back and forth. I know you guys are really dignified in here. Nobody can relate with this experience. That's okay. And, and, then, and then maybe maybe you start to, I don't know, maybe practice on your, your crunches and your six-pack. But for some reason, the pressure begins to intensify the closer you get to where you're going. Where you're approaching, as you approach where you're going, 
There is a strong temptation. Are you listening to me? There is a strong temptation to let go of that which you already have on the inside. Are you following me now? But oh, the joy when you get to your destination. Amen? But I want you to follow with me today because if you're, if, if you're familiar at all with the unfolding story of Scripture, if you're familiar at all particularly with the book of Hebrews, the book of Hebrews wants you not to let go of something you should already have if you name the name of Jesus. As a matter of fact, and I, I, I kind of follow this train of thought, I see substantial evidence for the book of Hebrews being authored by Paul via the Holy Spirit. There's, there's several internal evidences that suggest this in the book of Hebrews, but we really don't know definitively. It doesn't say explicitly, but there's a lot of evidence on the inside that it's Paul. So I want you to kind of hear his voice and really hear the voice of the Holy Spirit today. Because as you're there in Hebrews chapter 10, Paul is just repeating a theme that's driving through the book of Hebrews, like a relentless just drum. It's just coming back and forth. And that is, watch this, he's speaking primarily to Jewish or Hebrew followers of Jesus, right? Followers of Jesus Messiah. And so what he's wanting to encourage them as they're under persecution, as, and not so much from the Romans based on the timing of this letter, but mainly the persecution coming from the larger Jewish community of faith, right? And so the temptation is for them to let go of Jesus and go back to a, 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 a Israelite Jewish experience without Jesus. Because Jesus is the, biblically, the natural outgrowth, right? The trajectory of where that whole story was going. And so he's saying to them, look, listen, this is the theme. Jesus is better. Jesus is better, so don't fall back to where you were coming from. Okay? Okay, so, so, so you, were, you were a Jew, and now you realize Jesus is the Messiah, the crucified and risen Messiah. He is the king of the universe, right? And you have received him as Savior and Lord. He is your king, he is your Messiah, and he dictates how your life should lead, right? And Paul, very likely, is saying to them, look, Jesus is better than the angels, chapter 1. Jesus is better than Moses. Jesus is a better high priest, right? He's a better sacrifice, chapter 4. He's a greater and more significant Sabbath rest. He actually gives Sabbath its true meaning. And so he's saying, listen, he's better, so hold on to him. Don't let go of him, right? And as we're going to see today, he is saying, look, and I particularly want those that see the day approaching... I need you to hold on to him. I need you to hold on to him. And there's two things today I want to suggest to you that he wants you to hold on to as we see the day approaching. And I wonder if there's anybody here in the audience, VAA students included, that can testify that you see the day approaching. I want you to, like, settle into that as reality. I want you who have, who have a history of anticipating the soon coming of Jesus Messiah, I want you to stop putting that so far away in the future. I want you to start living with the, the expectation it could be any day now. I want you to start, I want you to get there, yes? Okay, and, and, and so watch this. Come with me now, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. 23. All right. All right, here we go. Are you with me? Are we good now? We're, we're on the same pick up. You got your Bibles? You ready to go? Unless you have it memorized, yeah? All right, here we go. 
Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 10, beginning in verse 23, he says, let us hold fast. Let us what? Let us hold fast. Hold fast. Let us hold fast. Listen, the confession of our hope without what? Wavering. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is what? Okay, he who promised is faithful. Is he talking about confession of your sins there when he says hold fast to your confession? Is that what he's talking about? No. See, confession there, oh my, I, gotta, I, I, can't, I can't rush to the end of my sermon so quickly. Confession there is, the, is when you confess, we may even say when you profess faith in Jesus, the Savior and the Lord. And so what, so what you're finding him saying here is as we see the day approaching, guess what? You need to, listen, you need to hold fast to the gospel with unwavering faith. I thought I would get one amen. I'm so sorry, VAA. I know you guys are saved, but I'm not sure. We need to maybe, all of us maybe need to preach to the rest of the congregation today. Paul says, I'm, I'm believing here, or the Holy Spirit through the author, is saying, hold fast to the gospel, the good news about Jesus Messiah with unwavering faith. I'm settled in this thing. This is a done deal, and I'm not moving. This is my hill that I'm going to die on. And unfortunately today, I see in our Christian, oh, Lord have mercy, I see in the Christian world today so many other hills that people are willing to die on, that they're willing to bark at the unbelieving world. But I'm not seeing, really and truly, a lot of people, unwavering faith, faith there in, in the New Testament particularly, but throughout Scripture, is driving at trust. Trust, trust, unwavering trust or confidence in the gospel. And that is what, that should be the lens through which you see everything else in Scripture, right? Hold fast to the gospel with unwavering faith. And I'm divided, and I'm, I'm going to give you a, a brief kind of summary statement to help you define what he means by gospel. Because unfortunately, for those of us that have professed to be followers of Jesus for a long time, there's still a lot of people that are just shaky, foggy, not totally clear on what this gospel is. It is, listen, the love of God revealed in Jesus and him crucified for your salvation which is the foundational thing as people re receive this in their hearts and begin to follow Jesus that establishes his kingdom, his reign on earth. The gospel is, and you can even look at the, and listen, the whole Bible is the unfolding story of the gospel. I know we've got four stories of the fulfillment of the gospel when Jesus Messiah shows up in human flesh, amen. But listen, from Genesis to Revelation, the entire book is the unfolding story of the good news about, listen, the love of God. By the way, Adventists, that's what the great controversy is about. That's the controversy in the world. The love of God revealed in Jesus and him crucified for our salvation, the establishment of his kingdom or his reign. 
It reminds me of my, my, my daughter. You probably heard her crying just a minute ago. She was getting pretty excited and stuff. And you got to remember, my, by the way, just so you guys know, throughout most of this pandemic, my, my, my wife and my kids have not been with us. I mean, that's recent, and I'm praising God for that. But for my kids, coming to this building during the week with me sometimes meant that they're going to go to that park that's by the school. So they're, they're already programmed in their minds. When we come here, we're going to the park. And when we say, no, 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 we're going to come in and, and fellowship everybody else, which we'll talk about in a minute, you'll see. They kind of are like, oh, what? I thought we were going to the park. And so that's, there is this, there's an adjustment thing. Pray for us. Pray for us. But when we go to the park, my daughter and I and my son, usually after school, I'll take my daughter and we'll go to the park. She had an, you guys remember when the acacia bugs were kind of like doing their thing? <laughs> you remember when recently we had the acacia bugs out here? Am I saying it? Cicada? Cicada? Isn't that what I said? <clears throat> so, um, you guys are hearing things today. I need to pray for you guys. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, that bug. Um, so, she had an experience where there was one in our van, and it just almost just traumatized her, because usually she's usually used to seeing those things outside of the window. But this time, oh, no, that's not outside. That's inside the window. Ah! So ever since then, anything that looks like a bug flying by her, it's a big deal. She just freaks out, yeah? But watch this. I want you to watch this. Often when we're at the park, because she's already anticipating there's going to be some bugs out there, Often the first thing she wants to do before she gets comfortable is she wants to be in daddy's arms. Listen to me, listen to me. Come on. She wants to be in that because I'm holding her, yes? Yeah, that's a safe place to be, yeah? And, and when, you're, when, when you're my daughter at three, yeah? And so you're holding her, right? And then when she sees a little fly, just kind of just fly by, she'll do the little scream thing, but watch this, listen. She begins to hold fast to daddy. She begins, to, she begins to cling tightly, which is not what some of your translations will say. She'll begin to cling tightly to daddy. Why? Because being, see, daddy's holding her. She's clinging to daddy because daddy is holding her. She's clinging to daddy because daddy's keeping her safe. She's, she's holding on to daddy because she knows, she trusts, she believes that this is the safest place to be and that daddy, right, is not going to let me go. She has, listen, that confidence. She has that trust. She has that unwavering. Maybe some people here don't have that right now. Let me, let me try that again. She has some unwavering faith. Watch this, even though she's scared. I'm going to celebrate that all by myself, yes? <laughs> How many of you get a little scared every now and then, yes? How many of you cry some tears, some real tears every now and then? You're experiencing, listen, some real pain. But you can have all that going on and still have unwavering faith. And confidence, everything ultimately is going to be all right. I'm going to press closer into daddy because daddy is holding me. See, what I shared with you guys a little bit earlier about, about that little funny story, which is a very real story for me when you're approaching your destination, yes? But you've got to understand that, that and, and this is, I hope, going to be clear and, and, be, and, and set somebody free today. You see... The writer has been, if you read the earlier part of the chapter there in chapter 10, and if you really just read chapters 1 leading up to this point, he is driving home the implications of the gospel. 
That's what he's doing. Jesus is better. Don't go back. Stay with Jesus. Persevere. Endure. Hold on to him. You'll hear him say it over. It's just, it just gets almost just like, like on loop. And what he's saying, don't miss this. Don't miss this. He's saying, I want you to hold on to something. Let me pause. Let me pause. If you're holding on to something, do you already have it? Oh, Lord, help me. If you have the assurance of your salvation through the gospel of Jesus Christ, are you questioning whether you're, what your standing is before the Father? Adventists, in the midst of this judgment hour, are you, are, you like, are you like nervous and anxious and can't enter into rest in Christ because, because you're not sure? If I were to ask, and I'm not going to do it because sometimes this may make people a little embarrassed. If I was to ask everybody right now, put your hands up, if you believe you're going to heaven. And there are some people, you don't have to do it. I'm glad some of you did. But you don't have to do it. I don't want to shame anybody. But some people won't raise their hand on that. You know why? They still aren't clear. They still think that this thing somehow has to do with my performance. Here's the beauty of the gospel. I hope it sets somebody free today because it's probably the most important thing I'll say. The beauty of the gospel is it's based on Jesus' performance. Like in history, like objective fact. By the way, most secular scholars are not arguing whether he existed and did what he did. They might question some things. They might question some of the miraculous stuff, but they're, they're not questioning the historical objective reality of his claims. They're not, they're not questioning his person in history. And if you come to this book in faith, and by the way, the Bible says faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And you'll read some translations, and I believe some of these translations get it right, particularly in the New Living. The word of the gospel is really what the, the author is saying there. Not just any word. Which, by the way, any word coming from Scripture is pointing you to the gospel anyway, according to Jesus in John 5, 39. So you've got to hold tightly because you already have something as an objective, historical fact and accomplishment in Christ. Your behavior flows from that confidence. That's the gospel. Your Holy Spirit-empowered good works... Some, get some time, go to Ephesians 2, 8 to 10. Your good works flow from your confidence in what Jesus already... In other words, here's the gospel. gospel is, I have faith, but my faith is not the thing. It's Jesus' faithfulness, and I have faith and confidence in his faithfulness. That's new covenant. New covenant is, the reason I have faith is because he's already accomplished something for me, and that has aroused faith and an increasing faithfulness in my life to him. Yeah? Paul will summarize it, faith working by love. Faith in what has already been accomplished for you, and it works through love, because he first loved and demonstrated that at the cross. Yes? Hold tightly to that. That's the hill. Keep the main thing the main thing. Thing. And if you really understand the implications of this, this informs how we see doctrine. They're not dry, dusty biblical facts. They're, they're spokes on a wheel pointing to Jesus as the living center. Okay? Uh, so you will really understand Sabbath and all these other things in light of the gospel. So if you hold on to the gospel, guess what? You, everything else is held in check. You see that? All right. 
And the other thing now is, how do we do this practically? Um, I've been teaching this, if you've maybe at the school and around, um, I've found in my own personal experience the best way to hold fast to that which has already been accomplished for you in Christ. Because the idea is, can you lose it? Well, it's, it's possible, yes, but it's very hard because God is very relentless with his love, yes? But you can receive the good news of the gospel, but your faith can wane over time. Are you hearing this? And so you need to keep that faith living and active. The Bible says, faith cometh. How do we get faith? Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So I already told you the entire Bible is the unfolding story of the good news of the gospel, yes? So then guess where I need to be in order to continue to maintain my faith in the gospel? I've got to be in the word. I need prayer, the Bible, and the indwelling Holy Spirit every day. That's, by the way, the holy place in the sanctuary. That's the experience, my friends. You're holding fast to that which you already have. It's Jesus. And so as you come to this book, every day I'm reading it. Some of you are doing it with me. You're taking that journey with me in the Bible app. And you're in my grow group, if you're in my grow group. But every day, we're looking for how, where did we see the love of God revealed in the text? Doesn't matter where we're reading in the entire Bible. This year we're reading through the New Testament prior before we've read through the entire Bible. And we're looking for the love of God, his character revealed. Then we're looking for it specifically. How is God's love specifically revealed in Jesus, a picture of Jesus, or him crucified for our salvation? And that's everywhere in the Bible. All those sacrifices, all the stories, all of it's driving to that. I'm just giving you something. Maybe you want to jot this down, go back and watch it on the archives. But I hope, you, I hope somebody takes this and applies it. And then in light of that now, in light of the gospel, I'm listening for what God is speaking into my life personally. The Holy Spirit's speaking to me somehow through what I'm reading. He's saying something to me that applies to my life every day. No matter where you are, when you open the book, God speaks. And what he says to you, even if he convicts you and calls you to repentance, whatever, it's in light of what you just read about the gospel. Therefore, you know he loves you and he's already done what is necessary to save you. So whatever he's saying to you is for your good. It's for your healing. It's for your wholeness. Are you hearing that? Okay. And then I hide one verse from what I read that day in my heart for the day. That's my walk with Jesus. That's my holding fast to the gospel with unwavering faith, even in the midst of the messiness of life. Can somebody say amen? But there's something else very, very important before I wrap up here that he wants you to enter into as a follower of Jesus that I think is critical if you want to hold fast. He's going to mention something now in verse 24 to 25 that I believe is absolutely central if you want to hold fast the gospel with unwavering faith, which is a process, right? Come with me. Verse 24 and 25. Here we go. Unwavering faith is what he says. And let us consider one another in order to stir up, I love that, stir up love and good works, those things that flow out of your life when you're trusting in the gospel, okay? Let's consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Listen, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some. I love that he puts that in there. Yeah, even back then, some people were kind of, you know, going, oh, maybe this is just kind of like a, an option, okay? But exhorting, or maybe your translation says encouraging, but exhorting one another. And listen, here's our title today. 
and so much more as you see the day approaching. Did you hear that? Do I really need to preach any more on that? So much more as we see the day approaching. Is the day approaching? And everybody earlier said yes. Are we getting closer to our destination? And you would say amen, amen. Yes, so guess what we need to be doing? This, oh man, help, help the preacher, please. We need to press in closer to spiritual community. Safely, wear your mask, virtually, whatever form it takes. But as we see the day approaching, that hospital, that imperfect community of people represented here, including the speaker, right? We need to be pressing in closer to spiritual community. And what does that look like? Biblically, that was in large gatherings. And when I say large gatherings, I could, I don't know, synagogue, temple worship, right? Sabbath, when they get together, it's a holy convocation on Sabbath, right? But I want to share something with you that, that really and truly has not yet fully been embraced in, I would say, Western Christianity and mainly, uh, yeah, Western Christianity and, and even in Adventism. And that is that, that church was in the New Testament largely not, not, not even largely, it was not defined by a building or a day or an hour or two to worship. Do you guys understand that? Notice what I didn't say pressing closer to church in the language I put up there on the screen because I know that there's a lot of baggage and stuff that we think is church. We can, we can even limit, not that it's not... Not that this is not involved in it, but we can even think that this is church exclusively, right? No, it's not. Not biblically. Spiritual community is family. It's, it's calling each other. It's small groups, what we call grow groups here at Vienna. It's doing life together. It's praying together. It's, you know, here right now, you're mainly watching me. It's kind of an auditorium, whatever's going on up here. And this is all good. This is not, there's nothing wrong with this, right? But there's a deeper experience that I believe Jesus is, is trying to... If you've not learned anything during this pandemic in terms of church, hopefully you've learned that we can't be dependent on buildings and worship services. We've got to learn how to beat before persecution in North America, hello, starts to hit the fan, prophetically speaking. We've got to learn how to press in to spiritual community. Why? That keeps your faith alive. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And also the Bible says in Revelation 12, they overcame him, the devil, by the word of their, by, by the blood of the lamb and the word of their, where are they giving that testimony? Well, anywhere in the spaces and places that they do life, but I believe often in spiritual community. Outside of the ritual and the program. Are you following me? That we're living, we're, 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 we're gathering at least once a week to connect with a handful of us, maybe 12. You can't get deep in spiritual community with everybody that's here. You guys know that, right? You can be anonymous here. You can show up late and kind of sleep. I'm not judging anybody, but you can slip out the back if you want, right? And not know anybody and feel like them people don't care about me. And that may not be true, but still, God is calling us to something deeper, especially as we see the day approaching. It's called spiritual community. It's house to house, biblical fellowship. It's the life of the body of Christ. Somebody wants to experience that today, and I believe 
the only way that you do, really and truly. And I don't know if you can help me here. For some reason, it's not advancing. It's advancing here on my laptop, uh, but it's not advancing on the screen. But I want to give somebody an opportunity that wants to respond to this faith in the good news of the gospel that was already accomplished for you. Your identity is in Christ. He calls you what you're not right now. He gives you, basically, he gives you the A before you ever finish the course. Did you hear that? The gospel is Jesus has already given you the A before you ever finish the course. He just says, stay in the course. Let the Holy Spirit, let that relationship with Jesus every day be your tutor. But you already have an A. That's the gospel. And you work from that place of victory. You work from that place of confidence. That's all I have to say this morning. As we see the day approaching, hold fast to the gospel with unwavering faith. And you can do that best in that practice that I described earlier in your daily relationship with Jesus and by pressing in closer to spiritual community. Right now, I want to give you an Thank you for listening to Living For Him podcast. I pray that you were blessed by this message and that you experienced the good news of the love of God revealed in Jesus Christ. I'd like to personally invite you to respond to this good news and take the next steps in following Jesus by clicking the prompt in the description. I've also created a resource to help you experience the joy of a close relationship with Jesus called the Life in Christ Daily Devotional Journal. If you'd like to experience Jesus daily, watch the good news of his story unfold throughout scripture, and do this as a weekly small group gathering, then get your copy today in print or ebook by clicking the link in the description. Living for Him exists to tell the story of Jesus for the equipping of healthy disciple makers who extend his reign of love. If you'd like to support the further development of this exciting ministry, then I encourage you to become a monthly supporter by also clicking the link in the description. Your support is greatly appreciated. You're also invited to like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Subscribe to this podcast and subscribe to our e-newsletter by visiting our website at livingforhim.tv. Lastly, we kindly ask that you write us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcast platform you're listening to us on, and share this podcast with your friends. I look forward to meeting you here again in our next episode, where our desire is that you experience the joy of life in Christ. Once again, I'm CJ Cousins, and I'm living for him.